Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for another opportunity, God, to set before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you for giving me the strength, God, to bring forth this message the way that you gave it to me on tonight, Lord God, so that you may get the glory. I ask that you set me down, Lord God, and you stand up mightily in me tonight, Lord God. Use me however you see fit, God, for your benefit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 10 and 11, but I ask that you go back and read the whole chapter during your private time. But for tonight, for the foundational text, I'm going to read 1 Samuel chapter 15, Verses 10 through 11 from, from the NIV. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Again, that's 1 Samuel 15 verses 10 and 11 from the NIV. But the AMPC, the Amplified Classic Translation of the Bible, doesn't doesn't just say that Samuel was angry. It doesn't just say that Samuel was angry. It goes on to let us know exactly who he was angry with. And Samuel was grieved and angry with Saul. And he cried to the Lord all that night. Again, that's 1 Samuel 15, verse 11 from the AMPC. The Amplified Classic Bible. For those of you who really study the Bible, cross-referencing is always a good, a good idea. For those of you who really study the Bible, cross-referencing is always a good idea. That means reading more than one translation in search of a clear understanding. Think about it. It was good to know Saul was angry because we all get angry. So we can all relate. Because we all get angry sometimes. But the text became even better, even clearer, once we knew who he was angry with. It was one thing to know that Samuel was angry, but it's another thing, a whole other ball game, to know who he was angry with. Samuel was angry with Saul. Tonight's message, angry and crying out. Beloved, you are not the only one angry with someone. You are not the only one angry with someone. You are not the only one angry about something. You're not the only one feeling the way you feel. Your anger is nothing new to God. The Bible says that there's no new activity under the sun. So your anger is nothing new to God. Nor is your crying out. To him, a foreign concept. Nor is your crying out to him a foreign concept. Remember, in Scripture, he tells us to be angry. But sin not. He tells us, be angry. But sin not. Ephesians 4 and 26, King James Version. Sometimes you just have to let a person be. Sometimes you just have to let a person be. And God understands that. Let them be whatever they're feeling. 
because them being angry is not the problem. Let them be whatever they're feeling because being angry is not the problem. It's a simple behavior that could come as a result of being angry if not handled right. If it's not handled right, it's that simple behavior. You know, the simple things that you are tempted to do when you're angry. It's not the anger itself, but it's the things that you're tempted to do. That's the real problem. So God has no problem with you being angry. It's just what you do in your anger. Be angry, but sin not. The sin is the problem. Again, be angry. Be that, but sin not. In tonight's foundational text, we discover that Samuel was angry with Saul. Being that he was a prophet, God had sent specifically to Saul to anoint him as king. In 1 Samuel 10, NIV. Only for him to end up being disobedient to the Lord. And the Lord regretting he had ever made him king in the first place. In 1 Samuel 15. So now... So now Samuel was burdened with feeling responsible for the situation. Now Samuel was burdened with the feeling that he was responsible for the situation as it now was. Much like how you as a parent is sometimes burdened with feeling responsible for how your child is messing up. Just let your child go to messing up. As a parent, you start feeling burdened. Start feeling responsible. Next thing you know, the devil has you questioning your parenting skills. Question where you went wrong. What you need to do, what you don't need to do. How did my child end up like this? How did I mess up this bad for them to be messing up the way that they are? I think every parent goes through this. You start feeling burdened, feeling responsible. For how your child is messing up. Even though you've done all you could over the years of them growing up to ensure that they would stay on the right path. Even though you've done, somebody hear me, you've done all you could over the years of them growing up to ensure that they stay on the right path. Somebody tonight, stop beating yourself up. Stop beating yourself up over the choices that your grown child, that that grown child of yours has made. Stop beating yourself up over the choices that that grown child of yours has made. God no longer holds you responsible for the actions. God no longer holds you responsible for the actions. That's on them now because they're grown. God no longer holds you responsible for their actions because when you know better, guess what? Because when you know better, God expects you to do better. And that goes for anybody. If you're grown, when you when you know better, God expects you to do better. And believe me, somebody believe me, that grown child of yours knows better. They know better. God expects childish ways to be put away at some point. God expects childish ways to be put away at some point, according to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, here's a turning point. Here's a turning point. Here's when you're supposed to put all that away. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, from the New Living Translation. So, mother, 
father, if you're angry, burdened, crying out to the Lord about something concerning that over something concerning that grown child of yours, God God has heard you. He has heard you. The message tonight is his reply back to you. Because so many times we think that God hasn't heard us because he hasn't replied back. But I want you to know tonight that this is your reply back. If you've been crying out about your grown child, this is your reply back. First of all, God wants you to know you are not responsible for them. First of all, God wants you to know you are not responsible for them. You are not responsible for their situation. After all, they're grown now. So what they do is on them. You are not responsible for them. You are not responsible for their situation. Second, you can't control another person's actions. You can't control. I don't care if you did bring them in the world. You can't control another person's actions, whether that person is your grown child or someone else. You can't control another person's actions, whether that person is your grown child or someone else. Third, people do what they want to do. Somebody needs to be shouting, testifying right there. Because you know firsthand that people do what they want to do. Regardless of how much you talk to them about what they're doing. Regardless of how much you talk to them about what they're doing. People do what they want to do. Number four, God is the only one who can really change a person's mind. God is the only one. who We, we seem to think that we can, but God is the only one. Who can really change the person's mind? So give, so give what's on your mind to God. Somebody, so give what's on your mind tonight. Give it to God and let it change it. Being angry with that is a waste of time. You should know that by now because nothing has changed. Being angry with them is a waste of time. I wish someone had told Samuel in tonight's foundational text that being angry with Saul was a waste of time. I wish somebody had to let Samuel know in tonight's foundational text that being angry with Saul was a waste of time. We, If you go back and you read 1 Samuel 15, Saul did, read the entire thing, Saul did what Saul wanted to do. And he really believed, this is how the devil will trick you, he really believed he had been obedient. He really believed he had been obedient to the Lord to the Lord and did what the Lord told him to do. He really believed that until Samuel stopped him and pointed out his sin to him. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. After Samuel pointed it out to him, then he realized it. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men, so I gave in to them. First Samuel 15. And this this verse 24 from the NIV. Saul made God have regrets. Their one little sentence is powerful. Saul made God have regrets. Who or what has caused you to have regrets? Who or what has caused you to have regrets on tonight? Now, they say regrets cannot be fixed. I don't know about that. But they say regrets cannot be fixed. They say you will always have regrets. From my point of view, that's not true. What the Holy Spirit is giving me tonight, that's not true. Some regrets can be fixed. Some regrets can be fixed. God regretted making Saul king 
It's right there in tonight's foundational text. God regretted making Saul king in tonight's foundational text. But in the very next chapter, 1 Samuel 16, God makes David king in Saul's place. So what did God do? He fixed he fixed what he was what he was regretting. He fixed what he regretted. And he had no more regret in that area of kingship. He and he had no more regret in that area of kingship. Not with David. Not with David. Maybe with somebody else, but not with David at least. He had no more regret in that area of kingship. Now I'm not saying that David was perfect. I'm not saying that he was a perfect king, because if you read up on him you'll know that he wasn't. Not that David was a perfect king because he wasn't, but he knew how to repent. That's the one thing David knew how to do. He knew how to pray, and when it when it came to repenting, he knew how to do that too. He knew how to praise, he knew how to worship, and he knew how to repent. He knew how to repent. He wasn't a perfect king, but he knew how to repent. That's what set him aside from Saul. He knew how to repent. Creating me a clean heart. Listen at David, repent. Creating me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Psalms 51. I told you, David knew how to repent. Repent is the key to fixing regret. Hear me? Repent is the key to fixing regret. Got something you regret? Repent for your part in what happened. Repent for your part in what happened. You cannot repent for that other person. You cannot repent for that other person. Just like David couldn't repent for Bathsheba, you are only responsible for you. If you go back and read Psalms 51, David was repenting to the Lord, but he was repenting to the Lord about himself. Not one time did he say anything about Bathsheba. Although she was in it with him, he didn't say nothing, nothing about her part in what happened. He was repenting for himself. So again, somebody, repent for your part in what happened. You cannot repent for that other person. You can't. It don't work like that. Here's a quick recap for tonight. God expects you to do better when you know better. God expects you to do better. Remember I said that? God expects you to do better when you know better. Parents, your grown children know better. God is not holding you responsible. Remember, I said that's on them. God is not holding you responsible. They may think that you're still accountable for their actions, but you're not. God is not holding you responsible. Feel like you feel, but don't sin because of your feelings. Beloved, feel like you feel, but don't sin because of your feelings. Cry to God. That's always a good thing. Cry to the Lord. Cry to God. But being angry is a waste of time because, as I said, people do what they want to do because people do what they want to do let's pray father god thank you for allowing us the space to feel angry to feel what we feel as long as we don't sin as a result of our feelings teach us when to be angry and when it's a waste of time give us the zeal to always cry to you we repent we let go of regret in jesus name amen now let's talk salvation because I would be naive, really, really naive if I thought each and every one of you present on tonight or next week or next month or whenever you listen, I would be naive if I really thought that all of you 
were saved. I wish that you were, but I know that more than likely, more than likely, you're probably not. So this is your opportunity. Let's talk salvation. The Bible says, "In hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes, which means it means three things to me. I got three things out of that. It means that he was aware, he was alert, and he still had mobility. That can be found in Luke 16, verses 22 and 23, King James Version. Beloved, that is not what you want. You don't want to lift up your eyes and know you in hell. You don't want that. You don't want to be aware of the fact that you're in hell. You don't want to be alert and still have mobility knowing that you're in hell and that that's where you're going to spend eternity. No, you want to lift up your eyes and feel the peace of God that surpasses all and understanding. You want to know what that scripture feels like. After all this time reading that scripture that says the peace of God surpasses all and understanding, that would be your time to really experience that scripture and know what that scripture feels like. You don't want to know what hell feels like. You want to know what the peace of God that surpasses all understanding feels like. You want to know what that feels like. Feels like, and you want to know right there in that instance that you are that you have eternal peace and that you with Jesus. Philippians four and seven, New King James. Second Corinthians five and eight, New King James says, "To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." That's for anybody who has. Recently, had a loved one to pass, but you concerned about him. If they died in the Lord, I'm telling you, to be absent from the body, in the words of the Apostle Paul, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They are absent from their body, but they are present with their Lord, the Lord. Their spirit is present with the Lord. But here's the big question on tonight for you, because they already... They're already good. They're in the presence of the Lord. So this is for you. Who is your Lord? Because you need to make a decision on tonight. I made my decision. Now you need to make yours. Who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your Lord and Savior. Romans 10 and 10, verses 9 and 10 tells you how to do that. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 from the NIV says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. You open your mouth and say a lot of things, so you need to be serious on tonight and say this. Declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Not my faith, not somebody else's faith, but your faith. You profess your faith, and I'll say, so open up your mouth on tonight and repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent of any wrong actions, words spoken, or thoughts I've had that were wrong. I repent. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God, raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. With faith as little little as a mustard seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. Well, I pray that you were blessed by the word on tonight and that you got what you needed out of the word. And if this word wasn't for you, but you know somebody else that could benefit from it, be sure that when you see the link around on social media to pass it on to somebody that needs it. 
or tell them how they they can listen to Prolifify. All you got to do is tell them to go to blogtalkradio.com slash prolificfire, and the episodes will be on demand. Will be on demand. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast by going to Prolific Fire with Property Sages. Prolific Fire with Property Sages on whatever platform that you normally listen to podcasts. If you're the type of person that likes to listen to podcasts, I enjoy listening to podcasts myself. And I hope you do too. Now, the announcement. If you need this ministry's PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. The Cash App is the ministry's name. It's, a, it's dollar symbol prolificfire. Dollar symbol prolificfire. The P in prolific is capital. The F in fire is capital written all together. Thank you for everybody that has phone that we are so that feels 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 led to storm tonight. Thank you. I pray that the Lord give it back to you thirty six and hundred fold wherever you need it the most. I pray that the Lord give it back to you according to your faith, according to Matthew nine and twenty nine. According to your faith, be it unto you. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Property Station. Like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Also check out prolificfire.com. Join Providence Pay. Send ministry for, for faith on the line with Providence Pay. If you have a prayer request, a prayer request, an urgent prayer request, and you want your prayer request heard before the Lord, you want us to come into agreement and intercede for you, be sure to join her Friday night for faith on the line with Providence Pay. I will be there too. I will be there too, most definitely. Definitely, I will be there too. It's a wonderful time for praying and encouragement. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that many of you call tonight. Thank you. 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken. Then, too. So, call in. The phone lines will be open. Then, join me. Probably stays it back here for prolific fire when Prophetess Pate will be bringing forth a word from the Lord, however the Holy Spirit leads her to minister to us on next Monday. I'm looking forward to that. So tune back in. Once again, thank you, everybody. Pray that you got something out of the word on tonight. And everybody, each and every one of you, have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.